This is Bariatric Life Podcast, where we share stories about weight loss surgery. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please contact your doctor for medical advice. Now on to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And we were going to discuss motivation and apps and tracking but instead, this week, we're going to talk to Bryn. You can find Bryn on Instagram at Bryn Gets Thin. That's B-R-Y-N-N. Gets Thin, T-H-Y-N-N. This week's episode includes discussions of eating disorders that may be triggering to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so we are here with Bryn. And Bryn, what was your highest weight, if you're comfortable saying? Yeah, so it was that I know of, 298. Um, I do suspect that I was over 300. I was just avoiding the scale for (laughs) a while. So 298 (laughs) is the highest recorded. (laughs) And then uh, which which surgery did you end up having? Um, I had the sleeve. Um, and I was 248 the day of surgery. Cool. And where are you now? 185. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wonderland. Just under, yeah, just under the, um, I'm in the overweight category for oh, the BMI now, which was. I, I look forward to the overweight category. <laughs> <laughs> very, very exciting to be called overweight. <laughs> I know. The other ones are so sad. I know. And do you, do you have a goal weight in mind? Um, I, I didn't because personally, like I thought just getting under 200 was like going to be impossible and I would be happy with that. Um, I did just recently have a body composition, um, done at my weight center. So I'm thinking that 150 is probably a safe goal weight for me. Um, but I just, I want to focus on, you know, being healthy and being happy. So if I, get there that's great if not that's okay too yeah how how did the body composition thing go um it was good so um i didn't have one done pre-surgery so they showed you what percent body weight you are so they can give you like a better like with your bone density and your muscle mass and everything like that so they can give you more uh like an accurate expectation of what your goal weight should be based on how much body fat you should have so i'm at like 45% body fat right now. And they suggest for my height to be about 35%. So they said 150 to 160 is probably like a healthy area for me to be. And how do they do that exactly? Um, It's just almost kind of feels like an MRI. It's just like a big thing that you lay on and it's a scan that just goes right over your body. Um, So, oh, Technology is amazing. That is amazing. I've never even heard of that type of scan before. I haven't either. So according to the Instagrams, you had your VSG back in October. 
Yep. Three days before my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> decision, but I was just like trying to get it in there as quick as I could. And that was the first date they had available. So I said, all right. Yeah. That's basically what I did too. Mm-hmm. And did you choose that procedure or did your surgeon choose it for you? Um, we talked about both options. Um, at the point that I was like consulting with her, I had, you know, I was trying to lose a lot of weight on my own. I had already lost like 30 pounds at, at that point. Um, and it was just something that we agreed with, you know, I'm younger ish, I'm only 32, well, 31 when I had surgery. Um, and I didn't really have any other health complications. Um, so having the riskier procedure, um, didn't seem like the wisest option. So with the VSG, they said there was less risks of complications. It's a less complicated recovery. Um, So that's ultimately why I decided to go with that instead. Yeah, me too. And so if you, sorry, I can't formulate the question for some reason. (laughs) You're good. Um, So what, what was like the start of your journey and all of that? Um, I I don't think this is the right way to do it, but um, I actually, I reached out to a surgeon first. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, like I've always been, you know, a little overweight, but I was like always, I was fatletic. I'll say it that way. Um, I was, chubby, but I was athletic. I played sports and I ran a lot. So, um, you know, the, but the last couple of years switching careers, sitting more, um, being in an office, not moving around mm-hmm. as much. So things definitely got worse the last couple of years, got worse over COVID. Um, and I also have PCOS. So, um, once I kind of got up there, it was really, really hard to work my way back. And, yeah. um, so, I just like, I don't know what inspired me to like call a surgeon one day. I was uh, getting frustrated with how slow it was going by myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And I never really thought that I would look into that as an option. But um, I found a surgeon who she looked nice (laughs) um, on her website. And I watched her little intro video and I was like, she seems nice. She seems like she won't judge me because that was like always my bigger concern about bringing it up with like doctors or whatever. Um, So I had a consultation with her before anything else. And I wasn't really prepared for her to tell me like, yes, you're a candidate. Yes, let's pursue this option. I kind of thought she was going to say, let's try harder to lose it yourself or like, let's try this or try that first. But she was like, no, you've been trying. Like I'm, I'm looking at your charts from the last couple of years. Like I, I see you've tried. So yeah, let's pursue this. Mm -hmm. So what um, kind of, what kind of stuff had you tried in the past? Uh, just, you know, I did Weight Watchers when I was like in high school, which is traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's traumatic as an adult too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I did, I mean, I did keto for a while. I did paleo for a while. Um, I did those patches when I was in college. Um, I've done like the fit teas, the, I mean, any, anything that people will try to sell to. Oh, yeah obese people on social media. I was like, yep, I'll try that. I'll try that. I'll try that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, none of it ever works. No, or at least no. not for long. Not long term. No, like so I'd see a moderate amount of success for, you know, a little bit. And then things would slow down and I would get frustrated and I would give up. Um, I also didn't know I had PCOS up until about two and a half years ago. So like that was working against me and I didn't even know it. So Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I I think I, you know, maybe got lost a little bit in like the health at every size and no, it's fine. And, you know, I can't have the body that I want anyway. So I, why would I? keep trying to run and exercise and eat healthy if I am still bigger than I want to be and you know test holiday and everything like that fit at 300 Mm -hmm. pounds I'm like "Eh, well if she's healthy I can be too and then I just kind of like let it go (laughs) so yeah whenever you had your surgery did you have any complications um no actually it was a surprisingly easy recovery. Um, I remember just that first day in the hospital, um, you know, I only got sick, I think once or twice, like, you know, throwing up in the hospital just twice that I remember, um, the gas pains were really, really bad at first. Um, but I was discharged surgery was 11 on Friday morning and I was discharged at four o'clock the next day. Um, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have too many problems when I got home either. I think the biggest problem I had was, um, staying hydrated because I don't like that feeling of being overly full. Yeah. Um, just with like, you know, past issues <laughs> with, uh, with eating and things like that. That's kind of like the, the hardest thing for me is like how full I feel sometimes. Cause that's mm-hmm. like, can be a triggering feeling for me. Um, but other than that, no real problems haven't had, you know, too many vitamin issues or anything like that. So you're right around five months post-op. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you had any hair loss? Yes. <laughs> That's the part that I'm terrified of. <laughs> it's, uh, are you pre-surgery? Post. Post, okay. A month out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No. no, six, seven weeks. Two months. Seven weeks. Almost two okay. months. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's not too bad. I don't think it's like too noticeable. You can see like some of my little baby hairs are coming back in. Um, I drink a lot of collagen, which I think has helped. (laughs) Um, But I have a a housekeeper and bless her soul. She doesn't speak a ton of English. So communication is not very good between us always. Um, But I remember her telling me like a couple weeks ago, she's like, you need to take more vitamins because she was cleaning my vacuum and just pulling chunks of hair out. And I don't know how to explain to her why like my hair is falling out. Um, But it's, yeah, it's not that bad, but collagen helps. Yeah, I've been having some daily collagen myself trying to keep it from happening. I don't know why I'm so concerned about it, but I am. Well, it still looks, looks good. (laughs) (laughs) um let's see what is what has been your favorite non-scale victory um probably 
no longer being afraid of chairs. I think I, I remember that was like one of the things that was like, oh, I I think this might be a problem yeah. <laughs> when like, you know, those like patio chairs or things like that. I'd be like, wow, this is really uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. it wasn't that the chair was too small. <laughs> so now it's like, I don't even think about that really anymore. I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh, I fit here and I fit there and I fit in my car a lot better. <laughs> and just like, you know, one one other thing too is parking. Um, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but like sometimes parking, like I don't want to park in a, like a super tight spot because yeah. I need to open my door more to get out. <laughs> um, so now it's like the freedom to park wherever I need to because you know I don't have to open the door the, the whole way to yeah. get in and out of my car. I I never thought about that, but that that is a I didn't either, but. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. We did, um, Chris and I did an episode the other day that hasn't aired yet about uh, non-scale victories. And we did not include that one, but that that's a, a really good one. Yeah. What, what about any non-food rewards? I personally love getting my nails done. Um, and it was not really something that I did much of before, um, because I always thought it was like too expensive and like I type all day and like, that just doesn't seem like it's worth it, but it's been really nice just to like go every couple weeks and, you know, put all the money that I'm saving on food and you know, going out to the bar after work and stuff like that yeah. to that instead. Um, and so depending on like, you know, if I tell myself I'll have a really good week this week and I'll like get like the luxury, like pedicure this weekend or whatever. <laughs> and, like, so that's been my main treat to myself lately. That is a great treat. That's something that I had done anyway, because I just feel better about myself when my nails are done. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's not necessarily a a reward I guess pedicures would be now that I think about it but because I don't get my toes done quite as often yeah. that's like extra bougie especially in the winter it's like no one's seeing your feet anyways but it's mm -hmm. like still nice to get a little massage get a little <laughs> <laughs> you know a little calf massage just yeah and so um you said you've always been athletic what kind of exercising do you do um so I recently started running again um I'm just kind of like more doing like interval training with like running um so like run five minutes walk five minutes I'll get back up to running like full miles probably in a, a couple weeks um I would think and before I got surgery I actually um put a kind of home gym in my basement. Mm -hmm. So I have like a rower that I use a lot, which is something that I always suggest to, you know, bigger people when they're trying to get into like, you know, working out or trying to find something healthy, um, some kind of healthy movement that, you know, 
maybe walking isn't quite it yet. If you've got like lower back issues, knee issues, ankle issues or whatever, rowing has been a really good exercise for me because it engages your entire, you know, muscular system, but it's also cardio as well. Um, and it's really, really easy, obviously on your knees because you're sitting. (laughs) So, um, I use that all the time and I've been going to the gym twice a week to use like the weight machines or free weights and things like that. I'm trying to do a little bit more lifting and less cardio. Um, and I find, I think that I try harder and I, I lift harder when I'm actually at a gym versus just like my free weights in my basement gym. So do you think it's because people might be looking at you? Maybe, (laughs) yeah, partially, but it's just like the environment though. Like you see other people like really going at it and you're like, yeah, man, like me too. (laughs) This dude over here is like, you know, like leg pressing like 200 pounds and I'm like doing my 40 and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) we got this. (laughs) Like air high five. I know for me, I probably overdid it at the at a, a gym where other people were for that exact reason. Other people are around. I want to appear more fit, more able than I probably am. Yeah. And as a result, he messes back up pretty good. Oh, no. Yeah, well, don't do that. You don't have right. to be that I, impressive. I have titanium now. I'm good. <laughs> you know what you have to do? You have to just be like, oh, look over there and then change the weights real quick while no one's looking. <laughs> and then change them back too when you're done with like this. So when you walk away, they're like, oh man, like she was leg pressing 120. <laughs> look at her. Does that say 450? Is that right? There's no way that's right. <laughs> exactly. So what has been the most physically challenging part of your journey? Oh, I think, I think I kind of alluded to it before, but it's just that full feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do have a history with bulimia starting when I was 16, all the way up through most of my 20s, honestly. Um, Struggled a lot with that during college, Um, had to stay home for a semester because of it. Um, uh, That very difficult kind of seven, eight year period (laughs) of my life. Um, And so, you know, how quickly we feel full or just Mm -hmm. kind of like that nauseous feeling is just so familiar and so triggering. Um, And that's not really something that I think I was prepared for or I thought about necessarily Um, because I'm not a person that like, I never really had like stomach flus and like stomach problems and and things like that, like, uh, you know, of not my own doing. Um, And so that feeling has just been very challenging to overcome. And I think, I think it's good and bad because I think I'm very conscious about how slow I eat and what I'm eating. Um, I try not to get to that point where I like feel so full and and sick sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard especially like the first couple months when you're slowly introducing new things into your diet um so it was maybe more of a problem like when I first started on like a regular food diet than Mm -hmm. more so now um because I know what I can eat and what I 
doesn't make me feel good. Um, So I guess that's probably been, that's like physical and like mental (laughs) challenge, I guess. And that was going to be my next question, the most emotionally or mentally challenging part. Yeah, definitely that. And I think, you know, honestly, I still feel like I have like quite a bit of like body dysmorphia as well. Like sometimes I walk by myself in the mirror and I'm like, I still feel like I look like I'm 250, 260, mm-hmm. 270. And I just, I don't see myself the the same way as maybe other people are seeing me. Um, I actually, I, I auditioned for a show a week ago and I put this on my story too. Um, cause it's, I, I do like theater, musical theater and stuff like that. And I used to sing opera. Um, and it's really, really hard to, you know, put yourself out there and audition in the first place, but it's really, really mm-hmm. hard when you're a bigger person too, because I always question like, is it because they didn't think I was thin enough or pretty enough or skinny enough? Or was it because of my talent? You know, is right. it something that I can work on or is it just how I look? Um, so that's always mentally challenging. Um, and so that was, of course, my thought, I didn't get that role and that that's fine. Um, a friend of mine actually got it. I'm really happy for her. She'll be great. Um, but I was talking to my parents about it and I was like, yeah, you know, I still feel like I wish I would have like been 10 pounds less. Like I wanted to lose more weight before I auditioned for this role. Like, you know, this other person who's thinner and prettier than me is probably going to get it. And my dad goes, um, have you seen yourself lately? You're kind of a skinny bitch now too. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks dad. (laughs) Um, so I guess I'm not quite at that point where I see that yet. Um, trying to, cause I don't want to, you know, want to make sure I keep with like healthy behaviors and healthy thoughts and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's, that's very challenging. Yeah. And then within the next year, weight related or, you know, VSG related or not, what is the one thing that you're most looking forward to? Oh man, I think I'm really excited about summer for a myriad of reasons because the last couple summers, I've honestly just not wanted to go anywhere or do anything because I mm-hmm. didn't want to be seen in, you know, less yeah. clothing. Um, I was always, you know, I'd still wear jeans and like, you know, a thin hoodie or something like that. Cause I was self-conscious and I didn't want people to see more of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, And I certainly did not want (laughs) to go anywhere or do anything or be seen in like a bathing suit or anything like that. Um, So I guess I'm excited about the summer. I'm excited. I might actually wear shorts for the first time in six years. Um, And I'm going to ride my bike downtown. I live close to, you know, a downtown area um, in Metro Detroit. And I'm just, I'm excited to not, force myself to be a hermit because I am self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great, a great thing to look forward to. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've worn jeans the last few summers myself. Yeah. I still couldn't imagine wearing shorts, but who knows? I, I don't know if I'm there yet. I bought <laughs> some shorts for 
I was supposed to go to Florida over Christmas, but then I got COVID. So sorry, family, I ruined our trip. I did buy <laughs> shorts for Florida that I was like, am I going to wear these? I don't know. I, I feel like right here in the comfort of my own bedroom, they look fine, but <laughs> like Disney World, will I still think they look fine? Probably not. So like I got past like, I got to get out of jail free card on the first attempt at wearing shorts <laughs> post-surgery. Um, so we'll see what, <laughs> where I am in my headspace come summer. And then what are some tips that you would give to anybody starting out on their journey? Oh, man. My biggest advice is focus on your pre-surgery self because everything post-surgery is harder, right? It's harder mm -hmm. to, I think, you know, first getting up and, and moving around and, um, you know, forcing yourself to, to walk and um, work out and make the right choices with food and be in a good space, like mentally. Um, especially if you are just thinking that you're going to have the surgery and a, there's there's going to be a switch that flips that all of a sudden you're going to be motivated to work out and you're going to be motivated to make all of the right food choices. Mm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that really helped me is like I was, you know, really dedicated to to myself and my journey pre-surgery. Um, you know, I lost 50 pounds pre-surgery. I was working out consistently. I was walking, you know, like three to five miles um, with my dog, like pre-surgery. And I think that that really helped me have an e easier recovery. I, I do think because I was in, aside from being obviously obese, um, you know, being in a fairly good state of health, um, a much better health than I was 50 pounds ago. Right. Um, not just weight related, but, you know, back related. I, I had, you know, markers of like pre-diabetes and things like that when I was my heaviest and really getting myself right before surgery mm -hmm. has made everything else kind of fall in line. Um, so that's kind of like my biggest thing. Like if you're making this decision to have this surgery, then make it start, start making those choices right now. You know, don't do the, oh man, I'm never going to get to eat pizza again. I'm going to, I'm just going to enjoy life up until surgery and then expect everything to be different. Um, I, I think that's how I did it <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, there's no wrong way. Everyone's journey is their own. But like, again, I think I, that's part of why I, I think things have been good for me. Um, so awesome. for anybody just, just starting out, yeah, focus on yourself pre-surgery. Yeah. It, I think that's great advice. And I wish that I had... I wish I had known how mentally difficult it was going to be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds a lot different than your dogs. <laughs> it, is, it is very challenging mentally. It has been, you know, all along, but like some days are way worse than other days. Yeah. And I think, 
I wish I had known that that was a possibility. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish that I would have like gotten more involved in this community, like pre-surgery. Like mm -hmm. I didn't start my Instagram or anything like that until actually, you know what, that might be a lie because I remember my first, like I attempted to make an Instagram, like a white weight loss Instagram twice that, and it kept getting taken down and I don't know why. Um, probably the weird. body positivity, health at every size people coming at me for <laughs> my before and after pictures. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else. Like it, it, it's all the same pictures that I started my current Instagram with, but it, it was exactly the same. Um, but it kept getting shut down for violating their community guidelines or whatever. So someone was reporting me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that's another thing is like get get in this community. I see there's so many like people that are sharing stuff like pre-surgery and stuff like that and asking for help pre-surgery and asking for advice. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another again. Yeah. Work on yourself pre-surgery. But I yeah. I didn't really realize that this community was here either. Um, right. Pre-surgery. So and I, I think it's amazing. It's been really helpful for me. And um talk to a lot of great people and gives me more mental strength than I would sure. have on my own, which we need. So, yeah. And any, um, I don't know what I was going to say. Any like parting words or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, thank you guys so much for having me. This was lovely talking with you. Thanks. You too. We've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. You've been super Even though chatty, I've been Chris. very quiet. I know. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get me to stop talking once I get going. Oh my gosh. Okay, but I am curious though. How did you guys like start this? Because you said you've, you're only one month post-op. And Chris, are you? He's my husband. And okay. we had to be in separate sides of the house because there's feedback issues. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been my biggest supporter throughout all of this. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's try this and see what comes of it. That's amazing. And yeah, yeah you have a ton of followers. Like, that's great. Well, and I figured even if nobody listens, it's, you know, good for my mental health to get it out there. Yeah. All right. like, sure. if, if people listen, if, if it helps even one person, then that's awesome. But I, I think, and, you know, this is just me speaking, but it, it does seem to be very therapeutic, very cathartic to, you know, just help express things and, and mm -hmm. get ideas out. And I mean, I, I work from home, so I talk to myself a lot, even when I'm not on the phone. Mm -hmm. And just talking through things kind of helps me mentally figure things out. And I, I, I think that has helped some in this case too yeah awesome well that's amazing i think this is awesome that you guys are doing this for obviously for yourself and for other people so keep up the good work thanks we've enjoyed talking to you it's yeah, been you super well. fun yeah let and me know then... if you ever need anything else absolutely appreciate it so that was fun talking to bren i enjoyed that you were super, super chatty. I know. I know. And when I get going, it's it's hard to stop myself that sometimes. That is very true. 
maybe next time you'll contribute more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, like we had talked about earlier, uh, being a gentleman, there are some topics or questions I am uncomfortable asking of women. That's true. And, I mean, we've known each other for a million years. There's questions and and topics along this line that we don't discuss. And it's not that, you know, I'm uncomfortable necessarily. It's just that it feels rude as a a gentleman asking a woman some of of those things. I wonder if it was... If it would be different if you had had weight loss surgery yourself? Probably so. Probably so. You know, I'm not as knowledgeable of what is and isn't acceptable to discuss in the weight loss community. And I don't know, you know, what, if any, um, gender taboos there are. And, you know, I, I don't want to come off as rude or offensive. That's true. I get it. So we have... A bunch of interviews scheduled, so the next few episodes, we're not really sure what will be, they will be about. It'll either be Chris and I jibber-jabbering, or it'll be an interview from somebody. I hope you enjoyed this one. I know I did. I did too. And come see us next time. Bye! This is just a reminder that neither Amanda nor Chris are doctors and you should always talk to your doctor before making any changes. This is our journey and our opinions. You can always find us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast and help support us by clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to have new episodes every Sunday.